You're listening to Talk Sports. I mean, pies, you got a thousand pies. Cherry pie, blueberry pie, chocolate pie. Birthday cake, cookies, chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, macadamia nut. You got the four-layer delight. You got cupcakes. You got donuts. I mean, candy bars, ice cream. There's a hundred thousand flavors of ice cream. Carrot cake, red velvet cake, chocolate cake, yellow cake. Oh, my God, I forgot sweet potato pie. Pizza pie, chicken pot pie, shepherd's pie. Airing every day from noon to three. Talking baked with a crust, that gooey strawberry. When my grandma makes that, oh my God, I'd kill six innocent people to have a slice of that right now. You know, if I was in another country, didn't know the people, and they said, you have to you have to kill these people, nobody will ever know about it, but you get your slice of pie, that's a bad day for them. I'm 1340 WKGN. You don't want too much crust either. I don't like too much crust on my pies. A good, thin, flaky crust apple pie with the, with the sugar on top, and mm-hmm. throw that scoop, I mean, right out of the oven too. I'm talking, I want you to picture this, right out of the oven, in a bowl. You chop it around a little bit, no, no, the, toss that no. scoop on top. A little drips through the crevices of the cinnamon apple. God, it's good. Hour number two, kicking off here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Let's hit some hour two headlines. What do you got for us? <clears throat> Thanks, Gordon. Apparently, Darius Miles did not pull the trigger in that brutal murder. He did, however, allegedly supply the gun, say court records. Alabama, of course, if you, I guess if you didn't know about this story, you wouldn't know what I was talking about, but the Alabama basketball player Darius Miles, who was arrested for capital murder two days ago, uh, they say that it was not his uh, hand that pulled the trigger, but it was his gun. So what does that mean? He won't go he won't be charged for murder, but will be like an accessory, or does he get murder too since it's his gun? I don't understand how that works. I don't know. I know they charged him with capital murder, but I assume it depends on his lawyers and a variety of factors. If you didn't pull the trigger, can you get capital murder? I wouldn't think so. I would yeah. feel like maybe you get accessory to it or That's something. That's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, if you could be involved in the murder without doing the murdering, I right, guess. Right, but I, I don't think you get found guilty of murder if you didn't actually murder. Like if I say, hey, let's go murder a guy, and you come with me. That would be like me. conspiracy to murder, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you get charged for conspiracy for like putting the the idea in my head and like planning mm-hmm. it. Can you get charged for murder without being the one to kill? Let's see. She must put a defecator. I don't understand. His attorney is maintaining his innocence. Okay, let's see. Let's see here. Reckless. Uh... Certain cases of felony murder could merit a death sentence if the defendant showed a reckless disregard for human life. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. Anyways, whatever. I'm not a lawyer. Somebody is. I'll get to the bottom of this. Let's see. You know, I didn't attack your physical appearance. No, you you wanted your little clout. You wanted to be cute. You want it, people to pay you attention sure, and I'm give sure, you affirmation. I'm sure out of all the comments, somebody will say they prefer that. I don't prefer my steak. Well, I mean, you might actually probably would rather eat mine than yours. Yours is a little too pink for me. But um, 
you wanted to be cute. Despite me saying I didn't think it looked appetizing, and me so saying so you attacked my physical appearance, saying I look like the guy on TLC. Well, you do. I mean, I've got more of a neck than that. Not in that picture, you don't. <laughs> Not in that picture, you don't. It's hurtful, and honestly, like it, your picture kind of looks like my steak, and the TLC guy kind of looks like your steak <laughs> with the pink shirt on, so it kind of matches. <laughs> Yeah, and mine looks. Mine was taken twelve years ago, which looks like when that steak was cooked. So. Right, and you never also really amounted point. to anything on the football field, and that steak didn't really amount to much either. I so. was an all-conference player. <laughs> Guy never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Yeah. Yeah. All-conference in a conference of what four schools? Five schools. Eight. Yeah. There were eight. Yeah. Five A ball too. This wasn't no uh-huh. low level. Yeah, uh, I wasn't playing no three A ball. Sure, I could tell by the way that uh, those offensive lines that you were going up against. I could tell that was some high level football down in Arkansas. <laughs> when I when I saw that one hundred and eighty pound right guard, I could tell that was high level football. Your jealousy shines through uh-huh. over the yeah. steak. I'm not jealous of the steak. I'm content. I just think just it's like a, you were jealous of Tom Brady. I just think it's a breach of. I just, I just think it's a breach of trust. That's all I think. I think I think you took it out of the trust tree. That's fine. A breach of trust. It's a breach of trust. Yeah. What are you talking about? To take that picture and to post it. That's a breach of trust. I didn't want that picture out there. It's a breach of trust. It's fine. I hope you're. I hope you're a little it clout. Was radio content. I hope your clout. Yeah, radio. If, it, is if a, it's on the radio, what's radio, the difference in the radio? radio and the internet because the radio is on a visual medium. Well, I felt like our audience deserved to have a picture of they what they... If they wanted, I would have put it out there myself. It's fine. It's a breach of trust. No big deal. A breach of trust. It's a breach of trust. No big deal. Whatever. Well, it may be a breach of trust, but it's not a personal attack on someone's physical stature. It's a breach of trust. Your picture was out there. The I don't po- look like him. Your preach- your picture was out there. That's on your social media. You posted that picture. That is not on my social media. Yes, it is. That's also a breach of trust. No, it's not. It's on your social media. It was on an old Instagram that no longer it's, exists. It's on your social media. You posted it. It's not there now. Well, I don't know if it is or not. That account was deleted. All I see is Cody McClure over it. You can't even prove that's me. I, I know. I just posted two guys with no neck. I didn't even say it was you. Are you this desperate for affirmation? It's not me needing affirmation. It is. No, it's not. It is. It's me. Please, everybody, tell putting, me my steak looks good. No, it's just me putting your steak Everyone, up please, against a properly cooked steak. Please tell me my steak looks good, everybody. It's not about my steak. You could have Googled a picture of a steak. But you wanted it to be your steak. Please, everybody, tell me it looks good. You did say last week, didn't? did you not, that you w- would cook a better steak than me? I believe you said that last week. That's not even my best work. I don't think I ever said that. That's not even my best work. I don't think I ever said that because I can't cook. I would never tell you I could cook a better steak than you. I can't cook. You said we could do a taste test. You said we could come I in and I still maintain can, that. Can, I still maintain the test test. I still maintain that. I'll put my taste up. But again. It, I, it would need to be a blind test. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I for would sure. Want, I would want Cam blindfolded. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Otherwise, I could see. Only way to taste test. I could see corruption. Yeah, he'd look at yours and say, "Oh, yours is pretty," but hmm. 
Kind of weird taste with all this sear on it for some reason. Is that mayonnaise? Yeah. Mm, mayonnaise? <laughs> that would be a lot better. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you got any headlines? Uh, yeah, Darius Miles. Uh, he, by the way, his attorney says him and his family. What was that? That's what Darius Miles used to do when he dunked. Oh. Dunked for the Clippers. Long time ago. It says he... Oh, old Darius. Yeah. It says he and his family. Yeah, frat thing. Am I going to get in trouble for that? Am I going to get canceled? <laughs> I got in trouble for doing the Steve McNair thing one time, so I don't know if him hitting his head was a frat Why thing. Why would you get canceled for a frat thing? Because you're not in the frat. I'm not in a black fraternity. I did the Steve McNair thing, and people people were coming at me both online. Well, both on the public timeline and in the DMs. What was the Steve McNair thing? I'm not doing it again, but he did a certain hand signal after touchdowns. Do it under the table so I can see. <laughs> no, I don't trust you. To, is, you'll take a picture and post is it. Is it this one? No, you'll take a you'll take a picture and post it. Is it the, this I don't signal? trust you to. I'm not looking down at you doing the little circle thing either. That's not what I was doing. You 100% were trying that. So you did see it. No, I didn't. Nico. But if you do do it and you don't get caught, you get slugged in the face. So I owe you a punch. Nico Yamaliava is now the number one recruit on the on three site. He's number one. Not number two, not number three, but number one overall recruit. Ahead of guess who? Everyone, but also Arts Manning. Yeah, yeah. We'll run through the updated rankings since he had some risers, some notable Alabama movers. has three five-star pass rushers. Tennessee has two top 15 defensive linemen now. That's pretty good. David Hobbs and uh, who's uh, Herring? Who's the um, other? I said we'd do it later. I have a full list. Okay, of yeah, we'll do it later to. then. Okay, Michigan uh, Collective has found a an interesting way to entice football players into returning for this football season. Tyree Weathersby is the other defensive line. He's up at number thirteen. Okay. Um, apparently, they have a crowdfunding campaign designed to retain football players. Yeah, so they basically have been able to keep their roster together, which is a little surprising because last I'd heard they'd only raised about $100,000, but they did. They were 4-for-4 four four on keeping their potential draft picks of leaving, so maybe was 25000 enough to be like, hey, stay, here's 25000 Like, then you get like some NIL money maybe on top of that. Maybe we'll get you more. I don't know, but the, that was basically, correct me if I'm wrong since you're reading the story, but basically it's just Michigan fans donating money, right, and they stay? Uh yeah yeah it appears that way there it's a crowdfunding thing so they're they're just getting money it's uh, called Valiant Management Group uh, and the the campaign is called One More Year it's a fun launch that yeah basically just uh, seeks funds from Michigan fans and so far it's working yeah yep one more year is what they're calling it. The campaign has raised over $105,000 as of today with over 1,000 supporters. They're also going to keep Jim Harbaugh, apparently, as he's announced he is coming back to school. Michigan, Jim Harbaugh? Michigan probably going to be ranked, what, number two next year? Probably. Preseason behind Georgia? Probably. Maybe even number one over Georgia. Like, you have to give Georgia the benefit of the doubt, right, until they lose, like, to keep them number one. Nah, yeah, I would I think, think so. so. Even though they're going to be losing their quarterback. and You think you know, they'll be ahead of Alabama? Picks. Michigan's keeping everybody. Michigan's basically yeah, running back their entire Alabama. team, and Alabama's losing Will Anderson and Bryce Young. So I would imagine they'll be ranked preseason ahead yeah, of them. They definitely will be. Yeah. be ranked ahead of Ohio State with C.J. Stroud leaving, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan will be number two. 
maybe even number one. But, again, I think they'll give Georgia the benefit of the doubt. The Chargers have fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Joe Lombardi. Not nearly as good as Vince Lombardi. Uh, he got fired. Also, quarterbacks coach Shane Day was fired, announced today. Changes have been expected, of course, for Brandon Staley's staff after a 10-7 and season and a stunning loss Saturday to the Jags. But he's going to keep his job, huh? I still think there's a chance they get rid of him if they end up getting a chance with Sean Payton, but I would imagine if they don't get Sean Payton, then he will stay. Let's go to break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. We'll look at some of that recruiting updates after the break. This segment is brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Located at 6625 Maynardville Pike and Halls. A great spot for a quick lunch or burgers and beers with friends after work. Live music on the weekends. You can check out the full menu at BigOrangePhillies.com. Big Orange Phillies located at 6625 Maynardville Pike and Halls. BigOrangePhillies.com. So Tennessee had some risers, notably uh, quarterback and wide receiver. Nico is now the number one player in the country and maybe the second biggest recruiting win. Maybe that's not right because you, David Hobbs, that was a big win. But I was going to say what the staff did again kind of like they did with Squirrel White, was go out and find a wide receiver that was rated as a three-star, ranked around 500 nationally. That wide receiver, Nathan Leacock, is now, according to On3, the 45th best player in the country and ranked a couple spots ahead of Cardinal Tate, the guy that you, you know really wanted to get from Ohio State. They took a flyer on a guy that they saw potential in and watched him kind of explode. This is, you know, Tennessee has done that. Josh Heupel and his staff has done that, and it seems like they've done it again with Nathan Leacock. They're now getting some credit as he is, you know, like I said, blowing up on some updated rankings. So the recruiting services are giving Heupel, they're giving him basically more credit because they trust Heupel's. I don't know if that's it versus, you know, just like how good the player has become or what. Like, I don't know if it, you're getting the Alabama rub, right, where, oh, if they're taking this guy, he must be a big five-star. I, yeah. I don't necessarily think that's it. But, like, Leacock started getting recruited more heavily. His numbers as, as a high school senior were pretty ridiculous. And he's just really fast, and he's 6'3 and a half and 195 pounds, and that's kind of like a, the, the right size for wide receiver, right? Like, you can get a 6'3 and a half it's a good size. pretty stout burner. I mean, that's a yeah. uh, – That's hard to find. Right. And, you know, now he is kind of blowing up. A three-star all the way to a four-star. And jumped. Uh, a low three-star, yeah. A guy jumped that was, many spots. Yeah. Yeah. He's a burner. 
and he's a you know wide receiver that should get here and be a factor. Maybe not as a freshman, but by year two. So he's a he's a fast guy. Yeah, that's more so. Uh, not a tall guy. He's six three and a half. I mean, he's not small by any means. It's not like Squirrel White out there who's a burner that <laughs> doesn't maybe have the size you want. But Leacock has. I don't want to say like Jalen Hyatt size or whatever, but like I mean, it seems kind of like Devontae a, Smith. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of like the Heisman. Yeah, Heisman and Blake. <laughs> so. How? Uh, well, I guess that's good. How? How fast is he? Do you know? Like how fast he can run? I don't. Have I, I don't know how you measure that. I don't. I don't know where to find those. Yeah, I mean, do you still measure that with the forty, or is that outdated? Is that a boomer thing? The forty yard dash? Is that too? Uh, I just think you always have to take it with a grain of salt. <clears throat> Because uh, unless you get something like the Nike cams and stuff, or they do a little bit better job of using some of the laser timing, but it's still not as exact as like a. Uh, he's a track combine. star. I mean, he runs exactly. track in high school too. Like he ran events. Let's see, at the U.S. Track and Field North Carolina Association Youth Championships in July of twenty-one. Ran a one hundred meters in a eleven point one three. Is that fast? What or age no? was that? As a junior, or July of twenty twenty-one. So I've been like, yeah, after his uh, maybe. After his sophomore season, then, I guess, right? Yeah. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. All right, so as a junior in spring of 22, ran 100 meters in 10.98 seconds. That seems Is that sad. not fast? That's pretty solid. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Faster than us combined. Not my heyday. The three of us could run 100 meters in a combined 11 seconds, couldn't we? I don't know. How are, are we you, doing that? Like, I was just going to say, we just like, <laughs> we're going to use Cam's body. Oh, I was just gonna say you run twenty five. I, I run twenty five. Cam runs fifty because you get cause the, you'll get the top the speed. Time yeah, we gotta like speed yeah. up. Okay, yeah, I guess that is gonna the be three tough. of us combined would be slower, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I say Never we just mind. let Cam run it and see how close we can get. <laughs> Not in this shape. Yeah, shape. I don't know how you would combine it. Yeah, it's I gonna did be get down to like a ten eight though back in the day. A ten eight and in what a hundred yards? Yeah, hundred meters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he runs a ten nine. Like <laughs> wait a second! You're saying you were faster than this guy at one point in time, but that also it's different. Hundreds hundreds can be different too. With the like him being six three, it's a little different. Like his strides are going to be probably ridiculous compared to mine. All right, so, so it works better. It translates than, better to a football field. Slower than Cam. Slower than Cam <laughs> and Rick Butler and Chance. <laughs> oh man. Oh no! No, I say the, the strides will translate better to a football. Cam's field actually saying he ran a hundred feet. Is what Cam's football saying speed that. and track speed are different for sure. Like some people have them both where it crosses over well, but like with the the tall, lanky guys like that, that translates really well to, like that's a good speed for him. Like that's going to translate well to the football field just because he's going to be able to stride that out. But he's no Cam. But he's not like going to be like. He's not squirrel white like he's going to just go and you have that like smaller guy that can just you So know, shorter guys run faster? Not necessarily. I, I'm assuming his acceleration's not the same would be my guess. But once he gets going, he's he's going. Hmm. I mean some of the smaller guys have that acceleration and also can kind of keep that pace. It's just <laughs> tougher to start when you're that tall. Like even with like Bolt, he was he was never the best starter. He always just had to stride it out to, yeah, stride. to get stuff, you know, get it done. But how many yards? Well, let's say meters, as the rest of the world would suggest. <laughs> yeah. How many meters would you need to beat him now? You think now? Yeah. Oof. Like um, how many head start? Twenty meters? Twenty five? 
I'd probably say 25. I ain't going to lie. Probably 25 at least. Would that get it done? <laughs> I would try. I would I would be confident enough to attempt with 25 minutes. I'm sorry. I'd be very upset with myself if I couldn't. How many would you need to beat Cam? I don't know, man. How far is 100 meters? Um, it's 100 meters. But like feet, how many feet is that? Uh, I would. It's a little longer than like a hundred yards. I want to say meters are longer than yards because meters are three point three feet, right? Oh, and then yards I mean, I, I are like don't, three I don't feet. Know. Man, making me run eighty yards or a hundred yards in general, that'd be pretty tough. I don't know if I could sprint a hundred. I don't think I could sprint a hundred yards. I mean, you could. Not like sprinting. I think my body would lock up. No, <laughs> sprinting a hundred yards. Three hundred twenty-eight feet is a hundred meters. I think you'd be tired after a certain yard. Well, yeah, you'd be tired, but you could do it. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think I could hit like the sprint. That's so what you, I'm saying. You I think if you got that fumble I mean, in the Bengals game, you're not making it to the uh, end zone? I don't know, man. You'd make it. I mean, I could do it. It would be not fast, but I could do it. I mean, I think I could run it. I guess I'm just thinking to run it, and not sprint. I guess I could run. Racing for a hundred meters seems extreme, though. Is what I'm saying. Sprinting is just running at full capacity. I mean, that's right? what I'm saying. Running at full capacity for over 100 yards. You think you'd blow a knee out or something? I think I'd, my hamstrings would lock up. Yeah. I mean, I think you could you could do it. You can go hit the track over there. I want to see you do it, tough guy. I could do it. I want you to go there and sprint for 100 yards. Yeah, I could do it. Okay, I want to see it. It's not going to be fast, but I can I can do it <laughs> at my full okay. at my full potential. You at what I make can the do. board bet punch, but he has to keep running a hundred until he gets under a certain time. Are you saying like my legs just going to give out and I'm I I'm going to fall? Will give out? I, just don't, I don't think you'll end up being. Like, I'll running. die. I don't think you'll be running. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I would don't. be pretty tired right now if I tried. So to I'm get saying. Out there I, I, I don't think you can to to be a, a literal sprint. You have to be giving it all your body has, and I don't think your body could give. All it has for 100 yards. That's what I'm saying. I don't think mine would either. I think sprinting is a talent. When's the last time you sprinted for longer than 15 yards? I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while. I don't know when the last time I sprinted. You think I would risk injury? Is that what you're saying? I think you'd risk injury. I think your body would give out. I do not think you could sprint 100 yards. Again, it wouldn't be fast, but I could. I could complete the 100 yards running. Like running and sp- to me, so maybe I'm running at my full, running and my personal full yeah, blast. All right, what what time do you think, think you'd get under? Could. Oh, it'd be bad. I mean, it'd be like eighteen. I don't know. Maybe not even that. All right, we'll set the bar for the board bet. Eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds. <laughs> that seems pretty bad. Sixteen seconds. I don't know. I think we're okay with eighteen. I think we're okay with eighteen. I mean, it's been like literally twelve years since yeah. I've sprinted. Yeah. I want to see you do it. Okay. Yeah. I'll go out in the field now and do it. Okay. Next commercial break. <laughs> you got your shorts on. You got your tennis shoes. Shorts on. Well, I mean, we the, won't even do hundred yards. We'll do it from tree to here. A full-on sprint. Well. There's a lot of holes. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not oh. making excuses. Okay, we'll I, take you on the road. Oh, that's hard. That road there's, is dangerous. Is that down there's the that soccer field, no, like right beside the. I'll do it now. We can just I go just, to the track. I don't want to hurt myself. Oh, so you are already hurting yourself? No, no. But I'd like a good surface to run it, like a track or the or even that that soccer field would be good. That's fun. You can go to UT's track whenever you want. There's a road right out there. What's wrong with the road? Well, it's a, it's a paved. For one thing, it's hard. 
Are you planning on falling? I don't know. <laughs> but if I do, it's going to hurt. <laughs> okay. Lawyer writes in, not sure about Alabama, but you can be charged with felony murder in Tennessee as a participant, even if you weren't the trigger man. The, however, the most likely end result is it'll be pled down where maybe the person who didn't pull the trigger ends up uh, exchanging a testimony for the person who did pull the trigger. That makes sense, yeah. They just p- kind of pigeonhole you a, a little bit yeah. and make you a snitch. The theory in the law is you are equally responsible for the actions of co-conspirators. Okay. So if me and you ride to go kill somebody, especially if I give you the gun, I guess we're both guilty of murder. But, yeah, they always that's, – that's when you snitch. That's when you snitch. I wouldn't snitch. I'm no rat. He sold me out pretty quickly just for a couple of likes and retweets. So, Would you like some of the feedback from the left versus right steak yep. debate? Camelval writes in, LL Dem, that's funny. No net club. Talking about you. <laughs> it's going to break. It's Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. Does Nico being the number one player in the class change any of your thoughts? I already thought he was going to be pretty good. Does being number one change anything in terms of playing time, expectations, pressure, pressure to play him? I don't think it changes anything. I think being a five-star is plenty enough of all that. Like, if you're a five-star, you know the expectations are going to be really high. Arch Manning is not going to start from day one at Texas, right? No way. Like, Quinn Ewers is going to have yeah. that job, right? I would imagine so. And I imagine it would be the same here. Yeah. Who are the top? Rated prospects the last couple of years. Mm, Usually, it's service? not a quarterback number one. If I well, just like the top rated quarterbacks, like where 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 were they at? How do I find those two four seven? I'd like to run through these, not team rankings. I want like the trend. I want the actual like uh, not class calculator, all time top recruits. Don't want that. I think you just look at uh, player rankings. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Player rankings, 2023, 247 still has Arch as number one. They have Nico at number four. Malachi Nelson is a a top-rated quarterback. I don't imagine he's going to be expected to start day one at USC with Caleb Williams there. Quinn Ewers was number one the year before. Well, he would have been number one in 2021, right? Because he reclassified, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Quinn Ewers, Caleb Williams, both of those guys played. Yeah, I want to look at 2022. Okay, uh, and if uh, who, anyone played last year. Yeah, Cade Klubnick, the guy we beat in the ball game at Clemson, he was the highest-rated quarterback on 247. He didn't get to start as a freshman. Who knows how their season would have gone had they started him as a freshman. Ty Simpson. Cam, do you have higher thoughts on Joe Milton? Because you haven't been as much of a Joe Milton fan. Do you have higher thoughts heading into this season on Joe Milton than you did for DJ Ugalagi? 
Yeah, yeah, I think he's better with DJ. Um, I think also, especially with another offseason under his belt, I would I would hope that he he could be better than DJ in this upcoming year. Um, Connor Weigman, did he play at all for A and M this year? I don't think so. But I'm also not sure. I mean, I didn't watch really yeah. any A and M games, so I don't know. I just know he was the next rated quarterback at A and M. He did play for them. I think okay. was that he get thrown in for injuries? I guess. He only gets credit for playing the South Carolina game. And then after South Carolina, I guess, came, became the starter. Uh, didn't go very well for for Connor, although by the end of the season against LSU, he did maybe have his best game, 12 of 18 for two touchdowns and no interceptions. As a true freshman, you know, once he, I guess, took over as a starter against for Ole Miss, four touchdowns and no interceptions against Ole Miss. Terrible against Auburn. One touchdown, no interception, but they lose 13 to 10. Uh, Matt, UMass, whatever. Uh, maybe Jimbo can look and say, hey, this guy's be ready to take a big step, but not very good as a freshman. Now, granted, he was the number 22 player in the country, not the number one overall guy. Ty Simpson, of course, didn't get off the bench at all for Alabama, really. Drew Allar. Did he play it all for Penn State? I mean, he didn't, right? Because they had their no, they had the yeah the guy that's been there. For yeah, a they while. had a, a guy entrenched. Um, Walker Howard at LSU. He got he got to play in the bowl game, I think, but he didn't play it all this year. It was Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. Devin Brown, at Ohio State, obviously didn't play. So of the top fifty recruits last year, there were a handful of quarterbacks, and none of them really got any opportunities to play. No, no, they didn't. Should we look at the last time the number one overall was a quarterback and played as a true freshman? Because has that happened? Quinn Ewers, he did not play as a true freshman. No, he reclassified, went to Ohio State, sat, and didn't play at all. Did Bryce Young play as a true freshman? I don't don't believe so. Think he did. Caleb Williams, did he play as a true freshman? Like they, they, they eventually benched Spencer Rattler to play him, yeah, right? Yeah. So That's kind of how that went. Yep. But he wasn't ready to take over Spencer Rattler. Now, granted, Spencer Rattler came into that year where they thought he was going to be a Heisman guy, and they had him you know, as a top-ranked draft pick and all of those things. Uh, he eventually did take him over in the season. Sam Heward at Washington, uh, is, he, is he a guy? I mean, he isn't a guy at Washington because they had <clears throat> Michael Penix. Yeah. I think you got to go back to 2018 and look at uh, Trevor Lawrence. Even he didn't play as a true freshman, though. Well, he didn't start the season as a true freshman. That was that was Kelly Bryant, and he wasn't very good. And eventually, he took over for Kelly Bryant. I think at game four, because then right. remember, uh, then Kelly Bryant didn't show up because he's like, "Hey, I'm not playing another game because I ruined my transfer. Yeah, I ruined right. my red shirts." I don't think there's much of a history of just starting a true freshman from yeah. day one. Doesn't look like it. I mean, I can't remember any. Even as highly ranked. Yeah, I'd say it's more frequent probably at, like, the lower level of football where you just kind of don't have a guy and you kind of – Right. Like the MAC team, stuff like that. But, like, the teams that are getting these big-name recruits usually have an established, like, cycle going. Right. And they don't have to play. Yeah, I was going to say, and, you know, obviously the lower-ranked teams that would start them don't get the top-ranked guys. Yeah, Yeah, there's really no precedent – that I Davis Mills. I mean, this, going back to 2017. Okay, 
So maybe the number one ranking for Nico doesn't really change anything. Now, granted, I would say that the the difference of all this is, hey, like, they didn't have NIL contracts at this point. Mm-hmm. Players didn't have a, a free get-out-of-school-for-free pass, a free get-out-of-school-for-free pass, a little redundant. But, you know, there wasn't maybe the same amount of movement because you had to sit out a year. And, you know, there weren't big high-dollar contracts given out. Yeah. I do think from a fan perspective, it puts a little more pressure on him and the coaching staff because the fans see the number one and like, whoa, yeah. we have the number one guy. Yeah. I think you get a lot of people that are like that. And is, is it fair to say the opposite, though, of like it's more pressure knowing how much money he supposedly demands and makes that if he goes out there and plays a freshman and isn't like great, that it oh, could yeah, that's worse really sour things? Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get the same freshman learning curve with a guy that's reportedly making $8 million as you would of, uh, you know, a five-star that's just coming in years prior. Mm-hmm. You'd think if we started Justin Worley as a true freshman <laughs> that we might start this guy at some point this year. Well, Joe has done a lot to win over the fan base. The team seems to like him. So, I mean, I do think it's Joe Milton's job. I was just wondering if – any of this change whenever you see the official number one ranking next to his name. And every recruiting site has him as either the best or second best quarterback, except for ESPN, who uh, I guess I don't inexplicably has him at number six. Yeah, they don't matter. I'm going to guess that they did not sell him on starting day one, even with the big money. You don't think so? I don't think so. You don't think that like last year after we had after what we saw from Joe Milton, you don't think that they said, "Hey, this job's going to be wide open. You have a chance to come in here and take over for Hooker." Not saying that they promised him the job by any means. I don't. I don't think any they, coach, any high level coach, is smart enough to know we can't promise him the job. You got to come in and earn it. Yeah, they might have said something like that. Like you can come in and compete for the starting job immediately, but right. Mm-hmm. Because things were different last year than they were. Like, perception around Joe Milton was drastically different last year than it is right now. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Do you think that Nico plans to start? I mean, is that... I mean, I really think you would be confident enough like that. I would hope you would come in with the confidence like, oh, I can beat out anybody. Yeah, isn't it one of those things where, like, you have to have that type of mentality to be great? Well... Yeah, but I mean, I just wonder if maybe he's planning to develop it for a year or mm-hmm. whatever, and learn the system and all that, and like he's content with that first. Yeah, I don't know what his lot of thing is. I would say that the cliche has always been: if you get here as an early enrollee, that's you getting an extra year in the system, right? Like him mm-hmm. getting a full January through August is basically like him going through the off season as if he played last year. Now I know it's not exactly the same, but like you get a full off season. I want to see him play, but I'm afraid that that means that we lost the Florida game because of Joe. Yeah. That's that's just my thought, is that if we do see Nico playing, it's because Joe has done something wrong to the point where we need a quarterback change. Okay. But it's possible that it's, that it's a close race in the f- fall camp. I'm, I mean – I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna judge a true freshman against a 
a very old senior. Is Joe a fifth year? Joe might be a damn sixth, sixth year, year? At this point. Yeah. Well, I started to say sixth year, and then I was like, I don't know if that's right. I don't know. I mean, in March, he turns 23. A 23-year-old versus a, I guess Nico will be 18 yeah. at that time. It seems like there's a gap. I mean, even if he is more talented. This will, this will be his sixth year. He had a red shirt and a COVID Ooh. season. I'm assuming Nico will need time to develop and, and learn the system and all that, but but maybe maybe it is enough time with him being an early enrollee, and maybe by the time we get around to fall camp, he'll, he'll be ready. Do you consider Joe Milton entrenched as the starter? Because what I, what I mean by that is, like, when we went through some of these highly ranked quarterbacks, Cam, you talked about these programs that get them already kind of having an established pipeline. Do you consider Tennessee as having an established pipeline? Because Joe Milton was the backup for, you know, all of last year, except for, of course, the Vanderbilt game and the bowl game. He's not Spencer Rattler, who's coming in as a Heisman favorite and a top, you know, three draft pick. He's not Kelly Bryant, who was coming off of a playoff performance, albeit him not being very good in doing it. And, you know, a lot of these other teams that we talked about with the highly ranked quarterbacks, like, of course, the guy at Ohio State's not going to beat C.J. Stroud. Like, if Bryce Young wasn't that guy as a freshman, it's because they had a Tua there, right? Yeah, and Mac Jones, right? Right. Do you consider Joe Milton anywhere near any and, of those when it comes Jaylen to Jalen Hurts? I don't think Bryce Young was there when Jalen Hurts would have been there. I don't think. At one point, they had they had, they had, they had Tua, Jalen, and Mac, but I don't think they right, ever had Jalen right. Right, right, with right. with Bryce Young. I don't view Joe as necessarily entrenched i th- I think it's going to be a battle i think he's going to have to go through a quarterback battle like I, I don't think he's going to be able to walk into fall camp day one and he'll be with the first team yeah but i don't think there's anything solidified i do i think it's his job to lose mm-hmm. i think he loses it let me, let me rephrase that i think if he loses it it will be because of an offseason that he didn't put the work in and then comes in and isn't taking necessarily, you know, isn't, isn't taking the necessary steps to improve but, as a teammate and as a player. Well, you're saying, though, he, he could lose it in fall camp or he could lose it in. No, no, I think he would lose game. it. I, I would say that, like, the if there is a path to Joe not being the star next year, it is him not putting the work in this offseason, which I don't really have any reason to question that he would do that because I do think he's improved from the time he got here mm-hmm. up until this point. I have seen improvement. It would have to be him getting lost this offseason for whatever reason, not putting the work in, coming in, not looking like the leader he's supposed to be of this top you know, 10, top 12 team, and then struggling out the gate, mm-hmm. leaving that door open. I, I think as long as Joe takes care of his business, he will have you know a pretty long lead a pretty big lead on Nico that I don't think he'll be able to make up. Unlike unless like you said something goes horribly wrong and you lose a couple games you're not supposed to and then you start looking towards the future. I mean, you can I guess say what you will about the bowl game, but I think if we get the Joe that played in that bowl game, I think we're going to have a really good team. I I agree with that. I think if you get the Joe that played that bowl game as long as your defense continues to improve like we think they will, that uh, yeah, the floor's still kind of nine and three, ten and two here, and that that's solid enough. Would Nico starting change 
anything in terms of like if this is a ten and two team, could you say well yeah, but if they if they had Nico, they would have won that Georgia game. I don't think so. I, I don't either. Now you know the freshman. flip side of that argument would be like, does it change regardless? Does the floor change? Because we look at the schedule and say, yeah, nine and three should be the floor. I think a lot of people will be gunning for ten and two. Can you get there with both quarterbacks? And if the answer is yes, then people would say, well, wouldn't you want to rather get there with a freshman and show how good he is? Because, yeah, there's some benefit in developing Joe Milton and turning him into a good college player and letting him be a first-round pick because, let's face it, with his arm strength and his athleticism, if he is a good quarterback this year, you'll probably have someone buy into him as a first-round pick. My God, they're drafting Will Levis in the top three. So, yeah, Joe Milton will be a top first-round pick. Does that do more for your program than having a five-star quarterback that's proven he is solid and proven he is good that you know will be here for the next two years? Which one does more for your program's prestige? Which one does more for your program's recruiting? I would say you'd have more people wanting to sign up to play with Nico if he plays as a freshman and plays pretty well. It was the Peyton Manning effect. You had guys, you know, Tennessee eight off of Peyton Manning and recruiting well past the years Peyton Manning was here just because you had guys – you know, wanting to come play with him and be in the same yeah, facility. And, the, and by the time Nico's a junior, you might have a national championship level team. You'll have a playoff level team. I mean, because the playoff will be expanded, and like you'll be like, "Hey, we get the top twelve, we could beat anybody." Like, yeah, like I, I don't think it's far fetched to say, like you just said, that by the time Nico's a junior, Tennessee is thinking, "Let's win a national championship." Well, and that's why a guy like Nico's so important because you you build around him, like you were saying with Peyton. I mean, you. you you build everything around the quarterback, and that's going to attract good receivers. It's going to attract running backs, offensive linemen. People want to play in that offense, and and you know if you got a good team, that'll attract you. Get a good defense too. Get some good pass rushers. It looks like you're already getting some good pass rushers. So it's an exciting future. We the thing we don't have right now is the depth. We, we just don't have – we can't play on the D-line like Georgia can. And to win a national title, I feel like that's what you got to have. Or maybe you can make up, with, make up for that with an offense that averages 45 points a game. Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee could have won the national championship this year. I, I just want to get more defense. We need more depth de- and – We need the defense to take steps forward. I, I think we yeah. could have won the national championship this year. Like, say – Say, like, if we were in TCU's position, we play Michigan. I think we could have beaten Michigan, just outscored them. No doubt. Kind of like TCU did. No doubt. And, like, in a, in a year where Ohio State maybe upsets Georgia, I think we would have taken our chances there. I don't think we could have beaten Georgia, really. I mean, Georgia I know we, probably I know we beat talked us nine about out of ten times, but on the right day. Sure. You know. You know, I, maybe in a neutral site, Hendon Hooker doesn't overthrow those passes he had, you know, in Athens, where we missed Jalen mm-hmm. Hyde a couple times. Tennessee. You know, Georgia fans say that, too. They they say, like, I saw some Georgia fans talking about that the other day. Like, they were a little bit scared about that. Well, like, nine out of ten times is, pr- you know, probably accurate, but that means one time, right? We've all seen little Giants. One-game situations. One time. Every game's an individual game. You beat Kevin down Cherry Hill. But, like, Tennessee could have won that even with the defense that wasn't very good. So if the defense continues to improve, you could take, like, a 30% increase of defensive performance, and then you could, you know, afford to have maybe a 10% decrease in offensive performance, and overall you'll be better equipped to win a title. 
Yeah, I just uh, I think having an abundance of talent really can help you in games that you don't play as well. Uh-huh. For instance, Georgia went to Missouri, played horribly, and they still got out of there with a win, and yeah. you never really thought they'd lose. Whereas we went to South Carolina, played our worst game of the year, and you saw what happened. We had no margin for error, really. Yeah, that's the that's the term, margin for error. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, that that's um, like if if we had won a national title, we probably would have been the the least talented team to win one since when? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And just in terms of like pure top end talent, well, like the now. latest athletic mock draft I was looking at today, it gave us. No first-round picks. It had Jalen Hyatt to the Titans at the top of the second round. And it had uh, Cedric Tillman at the end of the second round. Darnell Wright was not in there, which I think eventually he will be. But, yeah, you maybe had two or three guys that were first- or second-round picks. So, with the perfect storm, yeah, we could have won a national title, but it'd be a lot less likely. And I'm trying to think of the last champion who was not just super talented. Yeah. Because normally the team with the most talent, like... Yeah, I mean, there haven't been really any outliers. I mean, that Florida State team in 13 was still really They good. were loaded. Yeah. yeah. I would say Auburn. They just had Cam Newton. <laughs> Auburn in 2010. They had no... They had they had defensive, uh, defensive tackle. Was it Nick Farley? Fairley, was that who it was? Who yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just them. There was nobody else. Like, none of the wide receivers, none of the... Like, Michael Dyer was okay. He was yeah. solid, but, I mean, he wasn't special. The Ohio State team... That had Zeke and no, I mean, that, that, that team that, had that team had defense. yeah that, that team, team had yeah first round well picks. yeah I'm just I'm I'm trying to think of like I mean all the Alabama teams you know they were talented I think it would just be Auburn because I, I really do think it was just Cam Newton and Nick Farley and everyone else LSU maybe the least defensive talent on this last one yeah they at least had a top five pick yeah Stingley and Fulton I mean Fulton was a second round pick so I mean they had. Two still pretty good defensive backs. Stingley was a freshman, but he he went top five. Basically, you got to have. I mean, you're not going to win a national title without having top ten. Talent. Your point for the margin for error is is pretty good, just because yeah, like Tennessee, you know, didn't have any defensive backs that could stop South Carolina and recruiting better and having better talents and having better you know just defense across the board. Keeps that South Carolina game from going to 63 down to, like, 42 or 45. And, like, that could have been the difference between winning or not. Yeah. If you had South Carolina 45, I think we'd probably still win. Yeah, it might could have still been a test, but you would have survived it. Yeah. But we just couldn't get off the field. No. Yeah, it had one stop, I think, the entire game. So that's why you got to build it around Nico and keep bringing guys in. And I do like the class coming in, the top-end edge rushers. I'm really excited for the defense in this class. Uh, I'm really excited about that. I think Tennessee's got some dogs. You hope that David Hobbs, David Hobbs is that guy. You hope Caleb Herring is that guy. Jadavion Bradley, a, you know, a five-star on some services. Like you hope, although maybe he's kind of lost that fifth-star. I'm not seeing that anywhere now. Um, those guys in the trenches, or in your front seven at least, like those are guys that you can – you know, win games with. Now, Tennessee's defensive class is really good. We'll see. Apparently, they're linked to a cornerback uh, from BYU, maybe. Like, we got the rest of the week to try to sneak in a couple more of these transfer portal guys to get them on campus because I think classes start on Monday. They do. Yeah. yeah. 
So you still got a little bit of time to try to sneak in a couple more. Tennessee apparently kicking the tires on a couple guys, too. Hour two in the books. We'll kick off hour three of headlines. We'll play some trivia. Stick with us as Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio.